Episode 25, The News and News Directors, Part 1. Welcome to Radio War Stories. In every episode, hosts Dave Jagger and Don Nelson reach into their arsenal of decades of radio experience to entertain you with their most amusing, enthralling, and interesting stories. Suit up and get ready for today's episode. Hello, Don. Hello, Dave. It's another uh, Radio War Stories Day. I'm ready. I, I've got my I got my guns out. Uh, ready, Good. Ready to rock. Good deal. We're talking news directors. We did program directors last week, news directors this week. Nobody is safe. <laughs> Nobody is safe from the arrows we are about to sling, at least me. Uh, uh, I'm not bitter about it. I just love radio so much, and I hated to see terrible things happen to the industry. Uh, but Bill Stevens was the name of the guy that I want to uh, talk about today. He worked with us at uh, KVIC in Victoria. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the other news guys I worked with through the years were just pretty straightforward. Let's get this done and uh, not a problem. But uh, Bill and some of the others we had at KVIC uh, were a little unusual. Uh, <laughs> Bill was news director. He moved on after he left uh, radio and he anchored the local TV station when it went back on the air with live programming and stuff. I worked there for a couple of years. It was horrible. Well, it wasn't horrible. Uh, and uh, so anyway, he did anchor the news and, and, and things like that. But Bill did have a drinking problem, unfortunately. A, a, a and drinking I'll, problem? A, a, a drinking problem, not a thinking problem. He was a good thinker. Oh, got it. Okay. <laughs> and he was also a good drinker. All right. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, bless his heart. He really, uh, nice enough guy, but kind of kind of strange. Uh, so we did hire him. We Bob hired him. I was just doing morning drive and other things around the radio station, obviously. Uh, but I, before we get into Bill's story, we have to, because at KVIC, we did do 2020 news, like I told you before. And you did you work with J. Paul Huddleston? No, I didn't, but I was a huge fan of this guy, as, as everybody in the radio business was at that time. He was just... Linda Kasabian will be back on the witness stand today for the 18th day of testimony in the Tate LaBianca murder trial. It had been predicted that she would wind up her testimony yesterday, but all hopes of that were dashed when Charles Manson's attorney, Irving Kinnerick, launched what promised to be another extensive cross-examination of the witness. The new area concerns vibrations Mrs. Kasabian says she heard in her head during and right after the murders. This is J. Paul Huddleston, 2020 News. <laughs> now, that was KHJ at its best. Oh, J. Man. Paul on the news. Robert W. was on the on the jock side yeah, of it. Yeah, doing mornings. Yeah. Oh, what a man. radio station. What a great time to be in radio, particularly in Los Angeles. Uh, that's why I like uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood so much with Brad Pitt. Yeah. Because they play all those KHJ <laughs> jingles and all those guys that were on the air. It's so much fun to listen to and to watch in the movie. But, uh, yeah, J. Paul Huddleston, and then you had... Uh, you know, CKLW with uh, uh, Byron McGregor, right. where 2020 the, started. Right, the Americans. The Americans. Or, yeah. Who came to the rescue? The Americans. <laughs> yeah, he, had a, he had a single. It was an actual hit song or a novelty kind of song. So, yeah. so what happened with your, your news guy who uh, did not have a problem because drinking was not a problem? Well, <laughs> I'm gonna, I, I had a text yesterday from a guy that we worked with, uh, Brad Kale. And uh, he call, texted me and he said, do you remember these stories about Bill Stevens? And I went, oh, my gosh. I said, no. I said, "I'm a, call me. I want to get these on tape. 
uh, get them recorded so we can uh, get them on the podcast. And he said, okay, so I talked to him last night, and it went kind of this way. So, Bradley Kale, you gave me these great ideas in that little text message you sent me. You said the first incident you recall with Bill, our news director, Bill Stevens. So yep. he'd been there like four days, and what happened? Yeah, well, I I think how it played out, the the JCs, of course, they're really involved in the community, and they're trying to get the word out and, and really get activism going. Sure. And I believe what happened was he was invited to their, I guess, monthly gathering mm-hmm. uh, at, at their – at their house uh, just outside the park in Victoria. And as I understand it, uh, Bill liked to consume the beverages. Oh, no, he was a drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. He wasn't the connoisseur. No, 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 no. He he wasn't a social drinker. He was a drinker. (laughs) Yes, he was. Yeah. And and as I understand it, the next morning uh, when, when I came on air, Bill was Bill was there, and he was kind of like really rough. <laughs> okay. And, <laughs> really rough. Either hungover, or still drunk, or both. Or both, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And uh, it turns out that on his way after leaving the festivities, he slid the new KVIC Newsmobile mm-hmm. into a big bar ditch that would run. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think he damaged it, oh if I recall God. correctly, but I think I remember it being somewhat muddy oh. and, and underneath it. But. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to KVIC and back home, there Bill Stevens. Dave, there you was go. some type of um, paranormal activity going on or some type oh, of yeah. science yeah. fiction uh, uh, involvement. What happened? Oh, no, this wasn't science fiction, man. This involved the Victoria Sheriff's Office and... The Beeville Naval Air Station. Oh, wow. Uh, in jet pursuits. <laughs> Do you remember what year it was? So that must have been around maybe 76, Okay, I guess. And uh, I was listening to the scanner. You know, we were kind of keeping our eye, ear out for uh, activities taking place in the community, and we'd call Bill if there was something hot going sure, on. Sure, right. To, to I be remember. Involved in. Yeah. And so uh, I'm sitting there. I, I just shut down the mic, and I'm listening to uh, – some traffic on the the, uh, the scanner, and I hear the sheriff's office, and and they've got at that time, I guess they were retired officers or or maybe people that wanted to be or, yeah. but it was <laughs> kind of a kind of an old deep craggly voice, and he comes on the air and he goes, uh, Victoria S.O. to all units, be on the lookout for a UFO <laughs> per the Beeville Naval Air Station. We, oh my they gosh! Tracked, they they said they had it tracked going uh, outside of Victoria, going east towards like Edna, and so I called Bill, and uh, I said, "Bill, it's Bradley." He says, "Well, <laughs> he kind of knew that he wasn't in any shape to really be out there, right?" Right. <laughs> so I told Bill, I said, "Bill, you know the Victoria Sheriff's Office is saying there's a UFO, and they've got the Naval Air Station out there with jets chasing this thing." And it's heading east. And he says, I'm heading west. (laughs) (laughs) I will say this. Bill Bill did have a wit about him. And a pretty Uh, spontaneous wit. Yeah. Yes, but he was just so weird. (laughs) So did he? he, Was he in chase? He did. He did? 
he did. He he was he was out for I guess maybe an hour, hour and a half. And uh, finally, you know, the, the traffic died down. There was a lot of back and forth going on between uh, the, uh, the sheriff's deputies and headquarters. Sure. Yeah. And uh, so they, it finally died down. And the bell came on and says, well, I guess it's over. <laughs> he sounded so dejected. Yeah. <laughs> I think, but the only UFO I think out there was, was Bill, and he was kind of like flying high. <laughs> He was the UFO. Yeah, yeah, he pretty much twenty four seven for oh, that. Oh boy, he he was a piece of work, no doubt about it. And uh, we had quite a few of them that followed him and were before him you as know, well. I don't know what it was about news guys, but as you're playing that, I'm thinking of uh, a guy we had at WQUA by the name of George Johnson. He was my afternoon news guy. I was the jock. He did the news. He came in one day, and he was just, just I mean, uh. slurring his words, and he finished the newscast, and I went in, and I said, George, don't you feel well? And he said, I feel fine. I'm just stinking drunk. <laughs> <laughs> now, knowing what you've told us about G. Laverne Flambeau, I don't think he would tolerate drunks on the air. Uh, not on the air, but but he was a charitable person who more than one time did uh, rescue. He was a yeah. rescue guy. Yeah. And he would uh, get, and he picked up some pretty darn good talent, too, uh, who had been major market talent who, who blew themselves out. And, yeah. and uh, so yeah. they got him over to the Quad Cities. Sure. Very nice. Well, uh, it's always amazing to think about the crazy guys that are in the newsroom. Just to, on the the other side of that glass from you yeah, and uh, we started adding in a lot of uh, news directors that were women did a great job for us diane boyette uh trish north and uh some of these people that just did a fantastic job debbie dobrat there's a name that i, like I hadn't that. remembered in a yeah. while but uh, she did the news i hired a guy to work uh, uh afternoons at kvic and this guy had no place to live and Dobratz was looking for, Debbie was looking for uh, somebody to share the rent. Unseen to her, this guy, she just let this guy move into her, into her apartment. <laughs> and I remember she came up to me, she goes, what, what am I doing? I, why am I letting, I've never seen this guy. I don't know anything about this guy. They ended up getting married. <laughs> so... Some odd things there. You too. know, the, the interesting thing is uh, we're talking about a time when every radio station in the market had a news department. Oh, sure. Now, today here in Dallas, uh, aside from, from uh, the, the all-news station, uh, there probably aren't 10 people being no. hired in radio to do news. No, you're absolutely right that. about that. And I remember in those days, uh, one of the things Bob taught us when we first got at KVIC, got to KVIC, he said, we have three things that we say about our radio station. We say it in our promos. We do it in our advertising. Everything we do about the radio station, music, news, and whatever the third one was it wasn't sports it was music news and entertainment or something like that or fun something uh you just hit the hot button for me yeah 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 going back to my hometown and uh, my high school radio days uh, fortunately they had a work release program and they had no child labor laws then so literally i got out of high school at 2 p.m and i went to work at kbtm at 3 p.m and worked 3 to 11 Oh, my God. Right. I had an eight-hour shift cow. in there with that. Whoa, after was, school. But it was fabulous. But KBTM had 
by far the most listened to news person in the world. He was, after, he was absolutely a one-man news department, but everybody, well, not the world, but everybody in northeast Arkansas tuned him in twice a day. He did a 15-minute newscast in the morning, which was called, uh, and a 15-minute mm-hmm. newscast in the afternoon, which was called the Arkansas Traveler. The morning newscast was the Morning Herald. Okay. And literally, the whole town just stopped to listen to this newscast. And he had a secret weapon that was just amazing. And and the secret weapon is one word. Obituaries. <laughs> Literally, uh, Clarence Adams, who had a, had, a, had probably the worst voice in radio, he squeaked. But he had worked a deal with every funeral home in the entire coverage area that they were going to get free advertising if they just call him when, when they when they get uh, a new person in mm-hmm. and uh, he would he would not only talk about you know who passed away but uh, family eight children uh, eight grandchildren uh, uh, the reverend so-and-so at the church is going to be doing it and services are in charge uh, of Langford mortuary all right all right and so boom that's where they got their freebie and he even set up a, a, a separate phone line uh, for uh, the funeral homes to call in the obits Wow. And, and of course, Holy cow, uh, they must have really been flooding in to have their own phone line. Right. And of yeah. course, well, you know, of course, everybody uh, at the radio station referred to it as the cold line. <laughs> Not the hotline. The cold line. Oh, man, that's perfect. But but one afternoon, uh, Clarence just hadn't felt good all day. And he came in and said, Don, uh, you're going to have to do the Arkansas Travelers. Because i got to go home. I'm just not feeling good. He says, I'll have it all prepared for you, and you just do it. Well, man, you know, you're a 15-year-old kid, and, and all of a sudden you've got a 15-minute newscast that you're supposed to wade through without making any mistakes. And I'm, I'm pretty much scared to death. But sure. Here I am because yeah. I know that my mother's listening, my grandmother's listening, my uncles and my aunts are listening. <laughs> they're all there, you know. Wow. So I go through the news, and everything is just going along perfectly. Got, got the news part out, did the old bits, got the news part out of the way, sports time now, and I'm down and I read my absolute script, and I say, in my very best radio voice, and now, taking a leak on the local sports scene, <laughs> I suddenly realized, oh my God, I'm going to get fired, but I kept going, I, I, I read the sports, right, and uh, as I'm about halfway through, they were like, Staff members in the studio across the glass just laughing hysterically. Yeah, and you're trying to forget that you made the mistake, yeah. and they're over there reminding you. And I've covered my oh, eyes. Oh, my God, sure. Uh, trying to do uh, that kind of stuff. But that, that was, you know, that was part of the course. Every radio station, they may not, may not have had a huge, huge apartment, but they certainly had a news guy. And a news guy was kind of a hero. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He attended all the Kiwanis sure, meetings. Sure, all the Kiwanis meetings, all the city council meetings, and all those things. that knew everybody in town. So, unfortunately, if you were uh, inebriated most of the time, like uh, Bill Stevens was, <laughs> he would come back to the radio station to write his stories and forget about what it was he just then had. So. <laughs> but anyway, it was uh, it was a lot of fun to have those guys on. Bradley Kale is a great guy. He went on to uh, go into the medical industry and... Uh, uh, started out as a nurse after he got out of radio and then went on and is elevated into some high muckety-muck for some big pharmaceutical or medical company or something. Well, when we uh, when we were uh, in Indianapolis uh, 
you know, we had a huge news department there. I mean, that was just the way it was. Uh, and at one point, 10 people who were in the news department on a country music radio station. And, uh, you know, the mobile units, and the two ways, and, and, and all of this kind of stuff. But one of the things that I always remember, Dick Luger was mayor at the time. He went on to become Senator Luger and head of the Foreign Relations Committee. He was a road scholar. Amazing guy. He literally pulled the entire community together uh, at a time when there was a lot of racial unrest and a lot of civic, civic unrest uh, in, in the late 60s. And uh, he would have meetings where he would bring in, you know, 15, 20, 30 people, task forces for various things. He, yeah. he did the job. And there was a new reporter for the local television station. This is when they first started hiring women. All right? And this new reporter comes in uh, for one of the meetings, and this is, I'm guessing, 1968-69, and she is the first person I think any of us in the room have seen who came in braless, all right, and literally you could hear a pen drop when she walked in the room, and everybody just kind of followed her around, <laughs> even, bet. even Mayor Luger kind of did a, <laughs> right, okay, well, just so you know. Uh, I think you might know her name. Okay. Well, if you don't know her name, you know her. Jane Pauley. I think I know who Jane Pauley is, yes. <laughs> Jane Pauley was the cub reporter. Rings a bell. For one of the local television okay. stations. And, oh, and wow. it was It was a, a fun time. It was. Yeah. It really was. The 60s and 70s and... Uh, uh, we all had a great time. Too bad they don't have fun anymore. <laughs> That's why we're doing it here, Don. We're having, a, we're bringing the fun back. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely, one day at a time. Yeah. You got it. Yeah, sure. Thanks for listening to Radio War Stories. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Like us on Facebook at Radio War Stories and call in with your questions or comments here or on Skype. Skype at RadioWarStories.com. We look forward to hearing from you. See you next week.